You're listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer with Gina Militia, one of Australia's leading portrait celebrity and lifestyle photographers. With over 25 years' experience in the industry, Gina is a pro photographer who regularly travels the world shooting for some of the country's top magazines and advertisers. She is author of four best-selling books on photography, runs workshops and mentors aspiring photographers all around the world. In conversation with journalist, interviewer and budding amateur photographer Valerie Koo, Gina reveals what it takes to build a successful photography business, provides a sneak peek into life behind the lens and talks about her tips and techniques to get the perfect shot. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 122 of So You Want to Be a Photographer. My name's Valerie Koo and I'm here with Gina Militia. How are you, Gina? I'm great, Val. You should have let uh, your kitty cat do the opening. He's, he's, he's very vocal today. <laughs> he is very vocal today. So we might hear a little bit more from Rex because he's a bit hungry. We're having a party tonight and he wants the party to get started. And I've said the party can't start till we finish recording this episode, of course. So, What's you the know. party for, Val? Well, it, last week it was his birthday and his brother mm-hmm. Rocky's birthday. So, you know, they need a little celebration. We do this every year. And, so there's uh, cake. cake. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah, party hats, streamers, yep. like more streamers than you can poke a stick at. Yep. There's going to be streamers all over the house, which is good because the cleaners come tomorrow, so that's yeah. okay. And Gifts. Um, candles. Yep. Yes, candles. of course. Yeah, birthday yes. candles. Yeah. Yep. And um, two types of cake. And what kind of cake are they? Got the one cat's favourite, which is? Well, one's lemon meringue and yeah, the other is um, orange cake. And yep. today, but not all other days, but not today, Rex is allowed any as much cake as he wants. Mm. Yes, Because if I go. was a cat, lemon meringue pie would be my favourite <laughs> yes. cake as well. <laughs> I think that's common knowledge that that's the uh, preferred cake of all cats. Well, no, last year they had um, apricot Danish. Yeah, because your cats like variety, don't they? It's not like they want to go with the same cake. And And last year they even had, you know, those um, fluoro necklaces that you wear at rave parties? Uh Uh-huh, because are they ravers or cats? They they had those. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. So we turned out the last so that they could, you know, mm-hmm. rave in the dark. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How long did that kick on to? So was there like a, you know, big couple of days and then no, sort of come not... Tuesday there was the big downer? And... No, no, they're not like that. <laughs> no, they're, good, they're, good, no good. Just, just little taster and, yep. yeah, everything's yep. fine. So, yep. yes, so that's why you might hear Rex in the background um, because he's waiting for the party to get started. Now, this is not a podcast about cats. It is, in fact, a podcast about photography. Mm. (laughs) So what have you been up to this week in terms of photography, Gina? Well, in terms of your life too, I suppose, but, yeah. Well, we got to hang out. We had dinner, didn't we, this week, Yes, we did. That was really fun. It feels like ages ago. It was only a few days. I know. We came to Sydney. For five minutes. Yeah, for five minutes. (laughs) We managed to squeeze in a quick dinner, which was good. What did we have? It was quite a good dinner too. It was like. It was quite yummy. 
it's like shared plates. It's very but common, not- very trendy these days, shared plates. It's cool, you know. Cool. But we had to park, find a restaurant that you could park the car in front so I could watch the car and watch yes. my gear, basically, which is yes. the story of my life. Yes. <laughs> the story of every photographer's. So, but I just – um. Do you know how I've got a uh, a mannequin head and I recommended to a yes. lot of the podcast listeners that they get one? Yes, so that you got you Wayne. Can, yeah, test lighting. And um, so today something's happened to Wayne. What happened to Wayne? Oh, no. Um, what happened to Wayne? So, like, Wayne uh, has very pale skin, very white, very fair and, mm-hmm. and and so I thought Wayne would probably look better with a bit of fake tan. I just wanted to um, increase his skin tone so he was closer to a mid-grey. You put fake tan on Wayne. I didn't put fake tan. So I started with uh, – I looked in the cupboard and I had paints and I started with a, uh, a goldy kind of paint mm-hmm. and I didn't like it. I didn't like how he looked. It was too tandoori. So this morning I went to the hardware store and I got mid-grey, like a mid-grey tone. I thought, this is perfect. This will be so good because I can test my lighting and I can show, you know, when I do my tutorials, it'll be just really good. But I didn't realise that the uh, polystyrene foam sensitive skin that he has um, and the paint – uh, I've now disfigured Wayne for life. Why? Why? What happens? Like it, you, it, it, it ate away his face. Oh my god! <laughs> it, it like it melted him. It so he had, like he's like the Terminator with the skin come off. Yeah, it's kind uh. of that. So it just started to bubble and pit. So it looks like he's got like um, sort of. Uh, large pores on his face. Oh no! Because the paint ate away the the skin. It, it, that's beautiful. how. How do you feel really bad? bad? I feel awful. I can't look at him. Yeah, yeah. I can't even look at him. I don't know what to do. I do. Do I? You need to get a new Wayne. I can't. That, that's so callous. We've been together a long time. It's like what? So now that he's not well, pretty anymore, live- I've got to just like not. <laughs> Like dump him like that. Well, no, you can keep Wayne, but you can get a new Wayne and, you know, then you can make I the old Wayne, Wayne feel included. Like, but like what? Does, do I have to go, okay, Wayne, you can be in this photo, just move back a little bit, you know. I have to – I'm just – I don't know what to do. I could – I don't know. <laughs> wow. This is like – wow. Does he need I, fillers or Botox or I don't know what fillers could he do He probably it. needs plastic Polyfiller, surgery. Plastic surgery, polystyrene surgery. I bet. I wonder if there's a specialist for that. Quite likely. I think you need to – yeah, Wayne's probably needs to be retired. Oh, my God. I feel so bad. I don't know. I've got Kate. My little head that I yeah. use is Kate. And is she pretty? You didn't think so? I just thought I'd I, just I never would have done that. She, I liked her the way she is. I liked – look, I loved Wayne the way he was too, Valerie. I'm not mm. shallow. I just mm. thought that having a slightly better suntan, like a slightly darker skin tone, would make it easier to see the light. That's all. Excuses. <laughs> <laughs> making me feel worse. If you did it to Kate, I would be more supportive. You think? I would be more supportive. I would never yeah. do it to I'm Kate. I'm feeling bad enough as it is All now. Right. 
Okay. He's still lying in the grass outside. Oh, poor Wayne. If you got a new Wayne, what would he be, like Bruce or, you know, Dave, Jono? I don't know. I'll yeah. think of it. No, no, there needs to be a suitable time to just okay. get up, you know. That's all right. It, don't but make it too soon or people will think you're, you know. One of those people, you know, that just jump into too soon. Yeah, exactly. Now you have an interesting link for us, do you, Gina? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, Mark uh, Sigler did uh, the portraits at the Oscars again this year and um, Seliger, sorry. Seliger, uh, So Seliger, yeah. So I just thought I'd share those because I love love what he does. Mm. And, um, yeah, I I think they're really cool. And I also think it's a great idea to offer this sort of stuff uh, to clients as well when um, you might be shooting. uh, I know a lot of uh, photographers uh, get invited to shoot, uh, say, a, a party and events like that and mm. um the, the you, you can um you can offer that to, to that sort of service because what he's done is very, very simple. It's like, you know, a couple of lights he's used. It looks like the existing set and uh, he's gotten some uh, some amazing shots out of uh, and, and like very casual. So like we're seeing stuff that isn't uh, overly styled as mm. well. And um, so I think uh, good effort from um, from Mark for these. What, what do you yeah, think? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I, I love his stuff. His stuff's always yeah. really good. And we'll put the link in the show notes, of course, which you can find at ginamilitia.com. That's M-I-L-I-C-I-A. And, of course, one of the best ways to get better at your own photography is to analyse and appreciate other people's photography and see why it works, which shots work for you, which shots don't work for you, and but figure out out why because that's the learning part when you figure out mm. why it doesn't work for you so um yeah definitely check them out now yep. we also have a shout out to natalie ord who is one of our members of the gold community at GinaMilitia.com. and this is an awesome community of fantastic and dynamic photographers and emerging photographers who are a part of a fantastic program that uh, where gina offers um well, where gina provides regular tutorials every month on a whole bunch of things where I, I'm continuously learning from these tutorials. They're so practical and they're so valuable and they're, you know, you know the way Gina translates into Gina speak. It's so understandable and it turns something that is usually quite technical, it broken down into something that really, really makes sense and that you can apply to your own photography. But in addition to that, there's a monthly live mastermind with Gina where you can ask all of your questions. And if you can't make it to the mastermind, we record it so that you can uh, listen later. And it's a great community where you know, everyone just supports each other and um, provides advice and feedback to each other as well. But Natalie, what's the news with Natalie, Gina? So uh, Natalie has been announced as a finalist in the National Photographic Portrait Prize of 2017, which is so awesome. So she's been selected of one of 49 in over 3,000 entries. that, that just like a phenomenal um, result for Natalie. Uh, so, so That's happy so for you, Natalie. Amazing. It's very, very exciting. And um, we can't 
she's not allowed to share the image yet, so uh, oh. I can't wait to see it. But uh, that, like, uh, the, it, it'll be exhibited in the National Gallery, which is like that's such a big deal. And um, yeah, I'm just so proud and excited. It's uh, that that's such awesome news. That is awesome news. And I, I've been meaning to go to the National Portrait Gallery, which of course mm. is in Canberra, which is maybe three or four hours away from uh, Sydney, well, from where I live in Sydney. And yeah. uh, I'm definitely going to go now while this is on. How exciting. Yeah, yeah. Just six brilliant. hours from Melbourne uh, with a speeding fine, probably six and a half if you do the right, because <laughs> it's like, yeah, um, there's a bit of a notorious stretch along there. But I, I like Canberra. Yes. <laughs> Maybe we should go to Canberra at the same wanna, time and go to the gallery. Meet in the, meet in yeah, the we'll middle. Meet. I'll drive up, you drive down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. And then we'll go look at um, the – we'll go to the National Portrait Gallery and, of yeah. course, have a look at Natalie's shot. Yeah, fantastic. That sounds um, like a plan. Deal. Sounds like a plan. Okay. Now, <laughs> I love, 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 love this week's topic. So good. So this week's topic is how to work with continuous lighting. Now, I have to admit – that I, it, when it comes to flash and continuous lighting, I'm actually more comfortable with continuous lighting. Yeah. And so I am super keen for this topic. Where do we start? I can't wait. I know I'm going to learn so much from it. Yeah, so this is good for you, Val, and I think a lot of uh, photographers as well, I think it's important to learn continuous lighting because not only do you see how light works in a glance but also I think having the skill of being able to light for video and film is something mm. that you can have up your sleeve and offer to your clients as well as uh, shooting for photo shoots which just makes you a more versatile photographer and I think that's uh, going to be uh, bigger and bigger and bigger over the, the next few years being able to offer both so yep. I think it's really important a um, couple of obvious differences between between flash and continuous lighting. So basically with flash, speed lights and the lights that we use in studios and monoblocks, you're going to get more power, so more bang for your buck uh, compared to using continuous lighting. Also with flash, you're going to have a smaller size and uh, weight and, and it is more portable. So uh, often continuous lighting is heavy and uh, either needs power or battery supply. But the thing is, Val, it's changing and mm. it's changing rapidly. So with uh, all the introduction of new LED lights, we're starting to get lighting that's uh, a lot brighter and yeah. a lot lighter and a lot more portable and you're getting uh, more and more battery-operated options and as they in like that they come out more more and more options come out you're going to start to see more modifiers for uh, continuous lighting as well and even um as 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 they're coming through there are workarounds and you can modify continuous lighting really easily and replicate some quite beautiful lighting setups and when you think about it continuous lighting is how we started this is how we used to light our portraits yeah. before uh, the invention of flash so it's got a real classic look it definitely has uh, 
uh, a different feel and a look to it. And uh, often uh, when I started out, I started, I was taught to light with continuous lighting and I mm-hmm. lit using continuous lighting for a very long time because I was a bit afraid of flash and I could yeah. not wrap my head around flash and everyone kept telling me it's exactly the same, it's just more powerful. It took me a long time to wrap my head around it, but I'm so glad that I uh, spent the time studying continuous lighting because you, you really what you what you can apply with continuous lighting you can use in flash it's just more powerful so um they're they're the 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 main differences between flash so the thing Mm. about continuous lighting is what i've said is you it allows you to see what you see is what you get and that i think is a really good way and even if um those of you listening have jumped straight into flash i'm Mm. encouraging everyone to go back step back go back to the peeling potatoes stage of photography. And I think um, this is a really good thing because uh, many of you are getting a, a look to your shots, but possibly not 100% sure why what's happening in your photos is happening. And so mm. if you step back and go back to using continuous lighting, uh, it's going to really help you understand how light works, how reflected light bounces into shadows, how you can shape the light better, and it really will help to make you a, a better photographer all around and, and really know how to light any room, any any portrait setup, any group shot, and really understand it. So it does take the guesswork out and you take out the the need for things like light meters you can just use your camera meter and it's something that you can pretty much do on your own anywhere and learn how to properly balance uh, daylight with continuous lighting so I think it's uh, I think it's a really good um, skill and so easy to learn and most importantly Bell really cheap entry level costs so yes. you can you can either go out and buy some uh, cheapy lights uh, purpose-built photography lights or just mm. look around and um, use use your own uh, desk lamps and things like that light is light is light so whatever you've got lying around even if it is a light lightsaber or um, a laser beam (laughs) or something like that you can still use that to see how lighting works Um, I love that you said that Gina light is light is light because often people think that they that they really do need the super fancy photographic specific lights when they already have so many lights at their disposal they just need to be used and angled obviously in the right way and you still need to make sure it looks right but people often make the excuse that they don't have the special photography lights but you're absolutely right light is light is light and you know I have used desk lamps in the past or just decorative lamps and I've taken the um lampshade off and you know lent them on sofas and things like that so that they're just angled in the way they're they're pointing in the way that I want um but and and they they achieve they can achieve the same result without being fancy photography lights yeah so Mm -hmm. if 
you are just starting out. I want to really keep this simple because this is about understanding how to shape and control light. Mm. I would start with, I'd switch the camera to black and white or convert, shoot in raw, which means you'll still be shooting in raw, but it's not going to, uh, you're not going to be worried about uh, um, color casts on your images by using mixed lighting because color balance is one of the things that uh, you need to get your head around when you're using continuous lighting. But in terms of learning the lighting, I think if you just stick to black and white, you won't have any any issues with color balance at all. But like we should go into that a little bit, Val, just so people can uh, get an understanding of that. So um, the thing about um, working with continuous lighting is depending on the type of light that you Mm. use, it's going to have uh, a slightly different color uh, to uh, a flash, which is flash is balanced to daylight. And so when you measure the color of light, it's measured in Kelvin. So uh, flash is around 5,000 to 5,200. And uh, continuous lighting can be anywhere from, um, you know, right down low, 3200s to anywhere in between it can be warm and 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 yellow it can have a a green tinge like the fluoro lighting they use in the bathrooms of nightclubs or fast food (laughs) restaurants bell that should be banned for life yes it's so attractive Um, it's ugly lighting and uh and uh some fluoros uh also have a magenta cast uh they're the ones that you uh when they sell meat they put magenta fluoro lights over the meat to make it look better so if you've ever gone to photograph someone in a market in a like where they sell meat and you want to get a portrait of them there's always like a red cast over the so just beware of that val next time you're filming in a market Wow. Just to get rid of it, yeah. So, so you can get uh, all sorts of uh, and and everywhere in between. You can have purple tinges and uh, you know green tinges and everywhere. So, so you need to be uh, kind of aware of that. But for the sake of this, if we're not using specific photographic uh, lights you're going to get different color casts. But for the sake of learning, uh, don't worry about it. Shoot in black and white. And at the very least, learn to uh, white balance your shots. So um, when you're doing setting up your shot, have a, a gray card or a, uh, a piece of gray card, basically, or a piece a, a white sheet of paper and hold that up in, in the first frame. And then when you go to uh, process your images in Lightroom, you can do a click balance and get a, a nice white balance uh, for that. So if you go back into the back catalog of the podcast, there's uh, – uh, we've got we've got an, a, a whole podcast on white balance, Val, haven't we? Yeah. Um, it covers uh, color temperature and everything. So, lots more info there. So, the other thing about um, using continuous lighting is you can control the power. So, um, th- there's some new LED lights that are coming out now where you can change the color temperature, so you can make it warmer or colder. Yeah. And you can also dial in uh, the power that you want. So you can. Uh, I've got one from uh, Yongnuo that I've been playing around with, and I can dim it or um, turn it right up, and I can also uh, change the color temperature 
temperature, which is uh, pretty cool. And uh, so that so all of that is just coming out uh, now, and it's like it's changing monthly as well. So wow. Um, the other good thing about using continuous lighting valve is you can – it doesn't matter what shutter speed you shoot at because it's not affected by uh, – like the shutter speed isn't affected with continuous lighting because the light is continuous. So you can mm. shoot as fast as you like. It's not going to um, affect the shot. So that's a, a really good advantage of using continuous lighting. As well as that, like I said, it's getting better, it's getting cheaper, and uh, it's getting brighter. And so, um, and uh, so, when you're using it, uh, it's something that you can offer, like to the people that you're working for, your clients. Uh, you can offer them more options. And like, if you were setting up a set where you were doing a headshot, you might want to light it with continuous lighting, so that in between shots, you could also get a little bit of uh, like a, a, a minute or so of the person speaking that they could use on their social media profile it might be their uh welcome page on their on their um website where they're saying hey my name's blah 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 and welcome to my website as well as the the static headshot so you've got both options when you're using continuous lighting yeah now i'm going to backtrack a minute because i had to process what you said in case i was hearing it wrong or i wasn't understanding it but can we recap what you said about shutter speed and you said it doesn't matter what shutter speed that you use when you've got continuous lighting am i i'm not sure whether that's making sense to me so when we shoot flash valve the camera has a sync speed like a designated sync speed so i know for um most nikon cameras it's one two fiftieth of a second so you need to shoot at one two fiftieth of a second or lower when you're mm-hmm. shooting with a nikon with flash mm-hmm. uh, because that's how fast the sync opens and closes yeah if okay. you shoot if you shoot at a faster shutter speed than that you're going to get a, a black line across your frame okay mm-hmm. when you're using flash and uh, for Canon it's around 200 one two hundredth of a second or lower if Val you're shooting with continuous lighting yes you shoot if you wanted to at one one thousandth of a second one five hundredth of a <gasps> oh, second I see. not going to affect your shot at all because it's continuous the lighting's continuous it doesn't it doesn't affect the uh sync there isn't there's nothing to sync with it's continuous yes i mean so lighting. it doesn't affect the i mean it does affect your shot because obviously depending on your shutter speed the outcome is the, the look is going to be different it just yes. it, you just don't have to care about the syncing exactly right exactly okay. so you're Got not it. having you're not having to worry about that and and the other thing with that is uh because there isn't this like you know when you've set up and uh i know like, i've photographed you many many times val and i think we've always used flash uh and mm. then there's been times when i've shot you and i've only used daylight when i'm just shooting you with daylight it's like talking talking directing directing shoot 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 it's fast mm-hmm, right yes. and there's a flow when there's yes. flash somehow it's like shoot shoot boom 
shoot, shoot, boom. And there's something that can be a little bit more clinical when you bring flash yes. into a portrait shoot. So I think yeah. for the the speed and uh, the flow, sometimes it's kind of uh, it feels like a lot smoother and a lot more intimate when you're just mm. shooting with continuous lighting. Yes, yeah, so maybe if you're working with somebody who is more nervous, it would be probably better to try continuous lighting because then they don't feel like so much in the spotlight, so to speak. Yeah, it's not that that flash mm. that just makes them feel, yeah, exactly. Uh, so, so, so true, Val. Mm. Okay, yes, absolutely. All right, that, ma- that all makes sense. Uh, all right, so some essentials that you want to be thinking about when you're shooting with continuous lighting. It's not going to be uh, as powerful as flash because it just like the thing with flash is the shutter only needs to be open for a very, very small split second of time to freeze that shot and to light it. With continuous, it's got to be like the lights have to be on continuously. So we're never going to ever match the, uh, the power of flash. Otherwise you'd need to have lights that are huge to do it and they just don't exist. And if they do, they're super, super expensive and uh, your power bill, Val, would yes. be huge up there with Facebook's um, uh, data usage bill, you know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so so um, because we're using less power, we're going. our lights are going to be not as bright. One of the downsides of using continuous lighting is uh, that you need to use higher ISO. Now, this right. was an issue up until probably 10 years ago, maybe a little bit less, when cameras just got so much better at shooting in low light. So I can remember the first time I ever had to go – onto the set of a TV show and shoot uh, stills on that set. I I, I had to specifically buy high-speed film and I bought uh, film that was rated at 800 ISO, Val, and and then that was considered, oh, my God, it's going to be so grainy, but at least you'll get the shot. And I still... Uh, barely had enough uh, light on set to get a decent shot, even though I was shooting at f2.8. I think I was uh, at a 15th of a second, Val, and, of course, the uh, the actors were moving. Yeah. And I really struggled. I, st- I botched that first shoot so badly. I had no idea what I was doing. There's so many people there on set. I was nervous and uh, I think I barely got a couple of shots out. I'm so glad I had a a few more chances to do it again. But Mm. that's the downside. But today... The cameras are so much more sensitive and lower light photography is no problem. You can shoot at, uh, you know, 10,000 ISO. It'd be just like it still looks good. So you don't have that issue anymore. So I think that that makes working with continuous lighting a lot more feasible so you can work in those lower light. And then the – being able to work with fast lenses, like I've got the 85 1.2 and continuous lighting, I hardly need any light at all with a portrait shot at 1.2 to make it look absolutely amazing. I could use the light off my iPhone, Val, to light a face if I wanted to. Yeah. Wow. It's like, you know, if you were shooting at high ISO and uh, so so there's so much more you can do. And I just um, – 
bought myself a little LED light that's the size of a credit card recommended by Aaron, one of my assistants, and uh, I've put it in the show notes, Val, and it's uh, the Aperture um, Amaran. It's okay. a little LED video light. I suggest I sent you a link, Val, when I bought it to say yes. you need one of these to go on top of your camera. It's amazing the amount of light that it puts out. It is literally the size of a credit card. Isn't that incredible these it's days? It's amazing. So, like, you know, that goes to show just, like, where we're going. And so I think we will uh, have – and one of these, like, if you're shooting um, – a party or something like that and you don't want to be going around and blasting people with flash and mm. you want to balance the you've got like low mood sort of moody lighting and you want to you know capture the mood and you don't want to be the one going around and blasting everyone one of these will do the trick and you can put a little uh, softener on it and uh, away you go and it's fantastic awesome love it so the other essentials, um, I think, with using continuous lighting is because you are working with higher ISO, you will be shooting at basically a lower shutter speed than you normally would. I would recommend that when using continuous lighting that you work with a, a tripod so that you avoid mm. camera shake and you don't have to um, – jack your ISO up like you know too high just to get the shots and the the, the you know the, the kind of shots that you're after so I would do that the other difference you'll notice is uh, people that you photograph with continuous lighting their pupils are going to become smaller but and when you photograph someone with flash their pupils become uh, bigger that's the difference oh so if you so you know when you go to the doctor and they shine a light in your eyes, you, you, your pupils get smaller, but like when right, you splash, splash yes. they get – so that's the difference in the look. So it's probably uh, a way that if you're trying to work out how a photo was taken, maybe look at the size of the pupils. Uh, so yeah. some photographers have a preference where they, they uh, like the pupils uh, large in a photo and uh, others prefer them to sort of be uh, a bit more natural looking. So it's, you know. Um, it's not something you're going to notice straight away, but it's it's something that will happen. I didn't even think of that, but you are so right, yeah. There you go. Mm. So um, also uh, if you're using uh, the older style tungsten lighting, so the, uh, the old school lights that you used to have uh, in, in most houses, uh, it's a warmer style of light than flash. So it, it's got a, like now, a warm – for people who are not sure what you're referring to, can you give us some examples? So it's the uh, it's it's a warmer kind of light, and it's got the um, the filament in it. It's the old-fashioned style of lighting, and they've actually uh, a lot of lighting manufacturers have brought them back into vogue. They're like uh, t- ten times the price of a normal globe because <laughs> they're called retro but it's yes. the old filament style of light and it's uh, it yep. puts out uh, it's almost a yellow orange uh, glow and and just for uh, all the um, uh, any health nuts that might be listening uh, apparently these are, are better for the environment and uh, and and better for you if you're into uh, uh, getting good quality sleep uh, I would get rid of all your LEDs and put these kinds of light in so that at night your house is lit with a warm yellow light which your eyes adjust to and that sort of sets off your melatonin to start getting you off to sleep rather than those cold blue daylight lights that keep everyone 
run awake all night. Mm, I don't. I much prefer. I much prefer that warmer light. So do I. I'm thinking mm. of like getting rid of it. I really don't like it. LED feels so clinical to me, and it does mm. have. Uh, it's one of the downsides of uh, choosing LED over um, the other more traditional kind of tungsten lighting is. It does feel very uh, clinical. It's like, you know, the difference between uh, when you step step into a beautiful uh, French restaurant that's uh, lit with soft mood lighting Mm. and candlelight and you go from there straight into the emergency room of a hospital. Do you know the difference? Yeah. One is very bright, white, clean light and the other has like mood, romance. Can't you Um, get um, LED lights with uh, the warm hue to them? You can, you can, right. but yes. it's still a di- it's a different kind of light. So right. it is mm-hmm. it's going to have a different light. But you can warm it up, and I would recommend uh, warming it up. I think a shot does look better with a, a little bit of warmth to it, rather than being that clinical look. Yes. So um, the other thing uh, you'll need to remember is uh, that uh, white white balance and color correction is like is something that is essential when you're using continuous lighting. So it's something that you'll uh, need to be aware of and need to correct uh, in post-production when you're working with this kind of light, particularly when you're using uh, a cheaper style of light. But as I said, getting your head around this kind of lighting and learning it. it, I think there's nothing wrong with having a bit of a colour cast and if it's really hideous, convert your images to black and white because, like, just to learn it I think is the most important part. If you find that, my God, I love working with continuous lighting, this is me, I feel it more than flash, move up to a better quality of light. That yeah. you know that, that will be correctly color balanced. Um, yeah. Another really important uh, note about this type of lighting, as opposed to flash val, is these lights. Some of them are hot, and some of them run cold. The hot lights are very hot, and so mm. you need to be aware. So this is why I guess if you're going to be photographing children or pets, Mm. then maybe Mm. the hot lights, uh, the ones that get hotter and hotter and hotter as you keep them on, are maybe uh, a no-go and you might want to look at the uh, the cold light, like the LED versions that don't get hot, that are probably safer to have around with kids and children. And also the hot lights can be a a fire hazard and I know I've – had a few, few things catch fire when I did have the uh, the continuous lights going. I would put things over the front like gels and things like that mm-hmm. and after a little while they'd be like, can you smell that? Oh, my God. <laughs> 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 and, oh my God. Uh, but I'm notorious for setting things on fire. Really? What else yeah. have you set on fire? Uh, like I've got like my friend's uh, foe who travels with me a lot when we do shoots uh, mm-hmm. is constantly um, uh, like laughing about like we're in a hotel and I'm the one that sets the fire alarm off because, you know, oh the toaster God. burns. You know, it's like all sorts of stuff like that. It's always me. It's always me. <laughs> I, somehow I believe it. <laughs> I say so Val when it comes to continuous lighting there's there yes. are different kinds so just sort of just to get our head around quickly about the different yeah, kinds right. so you get open-faced so that's basically uh, hard light and it casts shadows so it's you've got your reflector right. and your yep. bulb so the very basic version of this Val is the mm-hmm. desk lamp oh, like or, or okay. a, yeah 
you know, a reflector mm. around a bulb. So any one oh, of I those, see. they're called mm-hmm. open-faced. Mm-hmm. So you can get uh, the movie set ones, which like you got your 800 watt, they're uh, nicknamed redheads. And then you got your 2000 watters. The bigger ones are called blondies and they're the ones that are tradi- traditionally and still used on film sets. All right? right. So they're an open-faced and they put out a hard light. Then you've got your Fresnel. Now, basically a Fresnel mm. continuous light, they take their design from the light that's in a lighthouse fell. And the oh. light that is in a lighthouse can be focused so that it's a narrow beam and yep. so that it can be a spotlight. So that yep. so they can either be focused to be uh, a floodlight or back to spot, depending okay. on how you, uh, you know, you roll out the 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 light itself and so these are fantastic for um using just to put a spot of light on a like it might be the uh performer who's on stage you might spot spot the performer uh or like i've used them on backgrounds so you put a spot on the background and then light the performer with a with a different light so they can be focused uh Mm -hmm. fantastic light so that's the fresnel Right. Okay. The other one is the uh, tungsten light. So it's um, so it's made of a a quartz halogen or tungsten halogen, and uh, so tungsten lights. They're like we talked about these. They're like the old school incandescent. They're like they've got the filament bulbs, and uh, we used to have them in our homes, and they create a warm light. And uh, if you wanted to take that light, if you add a blue gel. To those lights, you can correct them back to look like daylight, basically. So let me just understand, with the tungsten lights, for example, um, if we were using tungsten continuous lights, what actual structure, as in uh, you've told us what the bulb is like, but what are they actually typically housed in? Uh, all sorts. So you can get them that, that they look, they'll be in a reflector valve. They'll be right. uh, that, that, like they come in all manner of shapes, but like the most traditional kind will come in uh, like, you know, that those uh, movie movie lights that you see, like in yes. one of those kind of housings, or you'll get them in just a simple silver reflector. Basically, so like, you know, like those pendant lights that you see hanging from the ceiling and we see them, they're like really groovy now, like all the uh, cafes have them hanging from the ceiling. You could buy them for nothing, you could buy bulk lots. So they're they're basically the reflectors and very, very cheap light source, uh, you know. And you can find them um, in garage sales as well. So that's basically a a tungsten light. So And then you can swap that out. You can you can buy a tungsten light, so the reflector and the globe, and right. take the globe, the tungsten globe out, and put a fluoro fluoro globe in that, or you could put a um uh, a HMI uh, like a an LED light in there as well. So they're swappable. Yeah. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the other kind of light you've got is a fluorescent light, Val. It's our least favorite. Let's face it. Yeah. Uh, so, but. The advantages of fluoro is it's high output and relatively cheap, and you can get more expensive ones that are now daylight balanced, all right? So they will be the same color temperature of daylight, and it's like I know when I build my um, makeup lights for the makeup artists that I use fluoro lights uh, mm-hmm. in, a, in a like all around the, the, the entire mirror, so around the top, the edges, and underneath so that they, the lighting is really clean 
clean and it's daylight mm. balance. So for the makeup artist, it's like uh, creating makeup in in um, beautiful soft lighting. So it, it can be, if it's used well, it can be a really nice lighting. So um, and mm. if you want to, the other advantage of fluoro is you can um, balance the lighting so you can use it with uh, daylight and warmer tubes together to get the the sort of you oh. might like sort of like. You might like daylight, but it might be just a bit too cold for you. So you mm. might just maybe if you've got a bank of four daylight globes, you might take one of the daylights out and add a warm one. So you just add a titch of warmth into your lighting. So Good idea. Um, we're fluoro and we've worked with these banks, Val, where we've had four fluoro tubes and yep. a couple of banks of those and uh, you can light uh, people or a room and uh, that, that they look quite good. So the thing that you've got to watch out for is the cheaper ones. That's your doggy, not mine. Yes, that's too and cool. made, made me jump. <laughs> um, oh, too cool. Yes, I'm so sorry to interrupt the programming, everybody. Dougal got startled by somebody outside. I do apologise. Uh, but um, we're back onto it. Uh, the problem with the fluoro, the cheaper lights, Val, is they flicker. So um, uh, you've got to be aware of that if you're using those for video and also the cheaper mm. lights will have either a green or a magenta cast on them. So just watch out for those. And if mm. you're going to be using them for, to- for photography and uh, you, you're not – like if you're practising, just get the cheaper tubes. Don't worry about it. But if you're going mm. to be using them for, um, you know – proper clients, then you might want to look at investing in some decent uh, globes for those. Um, The next one is LED, Val, and LED stands for? Oh, that's a very good question, Gina. (laughs) (laughs) You tell me. Light emitting diode. There you go. Okay, good. so I'll, I'll win at trivia at pub you trivia at tri- next tri- week. It's going to come in handy, Val. You'll, I think so. so. Um, yeah. So, like as you said, LED lights can be daylight or tungsten balanced, so you can get them um, whatever color you like. Now, here's a new one to add in, and this might help you with the trivia challenge. There's okay. something, and we're going to be hearing a lot more about this, and it's the C R. I rating of LED. And um, so the CRI is the Color Rendering Index. Color Rendering rendering Index. index. Okay. Basically, if you're looking at LED lights and you're serious about the color temperature and you want them to be good, um, you want a rating of over 90. So they come, they come between one and 100. If you get something over 90, you're going to know that your LED light is going to be a pretty constant, decent temperature to shoot at and it's going to be a pretty good quality of light. So okay. CRI rating. So basically you look at your LED light. You want to sound like you know what you're talking about when you're in the, (laughs) you know how those, uh, some of those salesmen can be a bit smarmy and they're just like, they're talking to you like you've got no idea. Just throw that in. Okay, mate. What's the CRI rating? Is it over 90? (laughs) When you're looking at your LED lights, you should have a look 
and see whether there is a CRI rating, a color rendering index rating. And if there is one, ideally it's over 90. And mm-hmm. if there isn't one at all, then it's probably a pretty cheap light and it might have a color exactly. cast. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Yep. Great. Fantastic. I did all not right, know this. So- the other thing uh, I would do when shooting with continuous light is make sure that you shoot raw. As I've always said, if you're not ready to embrace raw, set your camera to shoot raw and JPEG and shoot. Mm-hmm. Put the raw files away. As your post-production yes. skills get better, you're going to get those raw files out. You're going to tweak them and love them and thank us for it down the track. So um, that thing. So a couple of, I've added a few uh, different lights uh, to, how are we going for time Val? Because I've completely lost track of where we're at. So I just want to know how how much detail I can get into. We've got five minutes. (laughs) So (laughs) in the show notes, I've uh, put a a list of a a couple of different uh, kits worth having a look at. Um, uh, So they're listed there. Um, now, I just want to quickly talk about some essential lighting styles that you can try when you're yes. working with these kinds of lighting. So very simply, if you're working in a white room and you don't have a, not a lot of space and you want kind of a, a soft daylight look to your lights and you've only got the open face as in you've got a desk lamp and you want right. to give a, a nice light, Bounce the desk lamp either into the ceiling or into a white wall, and that's going to reflect off the wall and give you a nice uh, soft light in the room. But but should that be done in front of or to the side of or behind the person you might be shooting? So in front of the person that you might be shooting uh, and uh, to the side. So you could have, uh, depending on the size of the the room, you could have two desk lamps and just throw uh, one into each side into the wall in front Mm -hmm. of them. And again, just watch what the light does as well. Okay, so if you were to uh, hit someone square on with just a desk lamp and try and light them with that, it's going to work, but the light's going to be very hard. So if you hit them at the wrong angle, there'll be shadows. Okay, Mm. so what you can do uh, is you can soften those shadows by using scrim. Now, Val, in the show notes, Mm. I got – I don't know what he's called, but Mm -hmm. I bought this toy guy and he's very muscular and he was wearing (laughs) army pants and uh, he caught my fancy so I brought him home. And he's not life-size, he's just a little – but he sits on my desk and apparently um, he's a well-known wrestler and I – I don't know who he is, but I really style. You have to look at the show notes. You'll find them at GinaMilitia.com. That's M-I-L-I-C-I-A. And, of course, the show notes is where we will put all of the links to the lighting kits that Gina has referred to, including the little credit card-sized one that Gina spoke about earlier. But also there's a series of shots that Gina's providing of this very <laughs> muscly uh, little plastic doll. Um, like Gina said, I, 
uh, we don't know who he is. He's probably someone famous or an yeah. effigy of someone famous. Yeah. But he's kind of like um, G.I. Joe looking. He's got an eight-pack, not just a six-pack, but eight. an eight-pack. He's, he's got ripped. the bits, you know, the bits. Mm-hmm. How he's would you the describe bits. the bits, the Gina? Gift. He's gifted. The gift. so, he's gifted. So those lines that uh, <laughs> the, the – um, so the best part of the male anatomy, in my opinion, Val, is that muscle that runs <laughs> – <laughs> yeah, along, from where to where? along along the abs to uh, um, they, they kind of follow the, the line of the hip. The follow the line of the hip, so he has and that they go down. Gifted, gifted. <laughs> He's um, gifted. Yes. So we've shot, we've shot quite a few uh, in our time with gift, well, yes, 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 yes. Okay. So, so anyway. Uh, I've set him up on a stand and I have a Yongnuo um, continuous light with barn doors that I've actually uh, placed in uh, various uh, angles above him. And so what I'm suggesting, uh, get a torch, get yourself a a little credit card size cheap light or a fluoro work light or anything, a lamp, anything. And get yourself a little G.I. Joe man like this. Now, the reason I say uh, get yourself a little G.I. Joe with his shirt off is you can actually (laughs) um, um, see exactly what the light, how it affects Mm. not only the face but the muscle rendering of the body. So you can learn um, how to light faces and how to light bodies uh, optimally using these techniques. So the first shot I had the – the light, the continuous light directly above and slightly in front. And what you can see is it's uh, lit up his face, but Mm. it's got caused uh, shadows in his eye socket. There's a hard shadow Mm. under his chin, but he's shredded. Look at the the muscle definition. That's right, because you can see the shadows under under each of the six packs or eight packs. So, so I've yes. suggested this for your yoga beach babe blessed <laughs> um, Instagram account, Val, that when you pose I've got in front friend. of the mirror, if you set your light up like this, it's going to show off your eight pack. Okay. And, you know, it makes your body look really good. So that's how you need to photograph yourself. The problem is it doesn't Mm -hmm. make your face look great. So you either need to bring in a second light. Mm -hmm. So here's, you can see how problem solve and build a shot. So I know the first light is lighting the body. Then I can bring in a second light to light the face. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I like I, I also show that if I tweak and put the light directly overhead, I'm not getting any light on his body at all, and it's just like a very moody shot. Mm. Um, the other thing that I did is I've done that same shot, and instead of having a hard light, uh, I used a, uh, a diffuser between the light and um, – and and my GI Joe army guy with the blessed. So do you rib. mean there's a so, light overhead, and then you've used so, a diffuser? Yeah. So there's the light, okay. then a diffuser, and then my model. So what that does? Wow. Softens the light. So you so can definitely see the- look at the show notes because uh, it's amazing the difference that it does make. So Gina has a light overhead and 
without the diffuser, you know, he's he looks really ripped because of the shadows that are cast on yep. his abs. Yep. But you cannot see his eyes at all because of yep. the, they're in his sockets. But when a diffuser is used, even though it's still still the same light overhead, Gina's used a diffuser, but the the you can just you can see his eyes like you, they were just black circles before. But you can definitely see his eyes now. Okay, it's a really and big then- difference just from the diffuser. Okay, and then scroll down all the way to mm-hmm. the second last shot. Um, uh, same lighting, so the uh, the hard light above uh, mm-hmm. my model, and then I brought in a silver reflector, which is actually a uh, bit of plastic with uh, foil <laughs> wrapped around it, but it's keeping it to scale, Val, mm-hmm. and I've bounced light back into his face. So if you look at a second last shot, I've now lit him cleanly all over with one light and one reflector and you can see a huge difference in the quality of light when I bring the silver reflector in. So it's the second last, uh, sorry, it's not, I'm sorry, it's the one, two, three, four from the bottom, Val. That's all right. Listeners, if you're having a look, I'm captioning everything so you you, Val. know exactly what. (laughs) Yeah, so it's huge difference, huge difference. Huge difference, so So that cleans him up. Yeah, got some foil there in front of him as if it's like a silver reflector and, yeah, it just lights him up. It's great. And then you can bring the light around the back to create rim lighting and so then you get a sense of what you need to do to create that beautiful rim lighting that you see in a lot of movie posters. Okay, so I could use uh, another light behind him to outline his body and give that beautiful highlight as well as as the original light. And, um, and then what I've done is the final two shots, the top, the first one is using uh, a tungsten light. Mm-hmm. And the one directly underneath is using a cheap LED light. So I want you to see the difference in color temperature and the difference in the feel of the lighting. Yeah, absolutely. Can you see it there, Val? Yeah, definitely. So the tungsten light on this G.I. Joe looking guy What's uh, the name? is. Can you give him a man? Needs a manly name. I don't want him to be called like because. Okay, why don't you give him a manly name, Gina? Because you're the one in love with him. I do love him a lot. So you give him a manly name. Think something for him. Okay. Okay. Where were we? I've All right. Yeah, so there, today. there is there is a difference, like, and it's such a great exercise that uh, Gina's done here because it's you know using this this model that doesn't move, that is static, um, mm. and that is the same throughout, but just changing the lighting, the big difference that it can make depending on the the light that you choose and where you place the light. So I do encourage you to have a look at the show notes if you can. All right. What else, Gina? Okay, so um, the other thing you can do uh, with the continuous lighting is there's like basically use all the same lighting setups that I've talked about in past shows uh, to get the same sort of shape to your light. So um, we see photographer, headshot photographer Peter Hurley does this a lot, uh, four soft boxes in a square and uh, he gets beautiful, nice, clean lighting. So um, it's something that you might want to bring into your photography repertoire 
have a play with, I encourage you to uh, grab yourself a little doll or uh, something or a mm. head that you can set up and um, and work with that. The other thing that you might want to consider is a large homemade scrim, so something um, uh, sort of a, a translucent material that you can shine lights through that will soften and diffuse the light is work, mm. worth uh, having a play with or uh, the diffuser that comes in those five-in-one reflectors. So that's the, the middle part. Uh, put yep. that over your light to soften your light and have a play with that um, and uh, and also bouncing and reflecting light like I did with my little G.I. Joe. So uh, there you go, Val. Fantastic. I love it. I think that's awesome. How to work with continuous lighting. L- lots of great tips. I encourage you to, you know, re-listen to the episode as well because that you'll. I reckon you'll learn something fresh or pick up a gem, a new gem each time. Uh, but um, I really loved this topic. Now, why don't you have a think about what hashtag Gina challenge is this week? So listeners, every week we have a hashtag Gina challenge and then we hashtag a particular topic. Now that particular topic might be pets or it might be black and white or it might be uh, water and you can interpret that topic however you like and what we do is we upload all of the, we upload our images in however we've interpreted that particular challenge into the Facebook group, which is free to join. Now, if you'd like to join, then go to Facebook and search for So You Want to Be a Photographer podcast community and request to join. We'd love to have you. Like I said, it's free and um, it's a great place to have a chat to other photographers, but also for us to have a look at your hashtag Gina challenge images. So what is hashtag Gina challenge this week? Gina? It's continuous, Val. Continuous. Okay. Interpret that however you like. We'd love to see your shots. In the meantime, what have you got coming up this week, Gina? I've got to try and um, bring Wayne back to life, Val. So there'll be plastic surgery. I know. I know, and I'll I do. Think what you about you? Just get a new Wayne. No. Uh, I am heading to Brisbane. I'm going to be um, keynoting at the convention centre there, so that should be fun, and um, just getting catching up. I think. Mm-hmm. So, where do we find you online? So GinaMilitia.com, G-I-N-A-M-I-L-I-C-I-A. I'm at Gina Militia on Instagram and at Gina Militia on Twitter, Val. Awesome. And I'm at Valerie Koo, that's K-H-O-O on Twitter and Instagram. And, of course, I hang out in the Facebook group but also yeah. in the wonderful gold community. And <laughs> we um, would love to see you in there. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone, and we look forward to chatting to you again next time. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer. For more information, free resources, and Gina's regular newsletter on everything you need to know to become a successful photographer, visit ginamilitia.com.